the house tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've, um, we're just going to touch on some things tonight. We're still talking about what spirit are you listening to? There's a lot of spirits out there in the world. You know, church? There's a lot of spirits out there. We've got to be careful what we're listening to. And how do you know all of us are subject to hearing the wrong spirit? Come on. Including the preacher. Oh, that was just was a, that was a weak amen. The whole church should have shouted right there on that one. Come on. I said, even the, even the preacher can hear the wrong spirit. Come on. Where wisdom comes in is discerning what spirit you're listening to. Ephesians chapter 6, looking at verse 12. We're looking at, we're looking at verse 12. Matter of fact, I've got the... Uh, let's see, go to verse 12 right there, huh? I believe that's the Amplified Bible that I wanted to come to you tonight with. As I'm looking at this, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I'm reading for the Amplified Bible. To save, save us some time. I know you got some King James. You can follow along with me. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers and against the powers, against the world's forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Amen. There it is in verse 12, right there on the screen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing in the house. God, open up our spirits and our minds, our ears to receive and to comprehend what does save the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. 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 King James says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But I'm focusing in on the amplified version of this tonight. It's for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggles are not with one another. Come on. Amen. Your enemy is not your pastor. And the pastor's enemy is not the church. Come on. Our enemy is the devil. That's the real enemy. You know, we have got to learn to look past the flesh and the blood. And we got to learn to look at the spirit that's moving people and orchestrating things and talking and telling lies. Amen. Amen. You know, the devil's a liar. Amen. He's a liar. He, all he does is tell lies. All he wants it all day long. That joker's lying when he's asleep. If he's asleep, I don't know if he's asleep, but I know when I'm asleep, the devil's still lying. Amen. Come on. I go step, I go one step further. The devil will get in your dreams and still lie to you. Amen. Come on. He's a liar. And, and, and we've got to realize that our struggles in life are not with one another. Your, your, listen, your mother-in-law is not your enemy. Come on. Amen. I heard a preacher one time, I always like to say it. I heard a preacher one time, he said, you can't go to heaven unless you love your mother-in-law. Half the church like to fell out. Amen. You got to love everybody. You got to love your mother-in-law too. Amen. But our struggles are not with one another. It is with the spirit world. We're contending only with the physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world's forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Paul was talking about the demons. He's talking about the demonic world. You know, a lot of, a lot of people don't realize how much we live in a demonic world. But there is demons all around us all the time. And evil is here and evil is moving and evil is doing things. You want to know what's going on in the world while the world's so crazy? It's because it's full of devils. 
We got devils everywhere. We got devils in the White House. You got devils in Congress. You got devils in the listen. You got devils down at the governor's house. You got devils down at DMV. So that's a good place for a church to say amen right there. Because last time you've been to DMV, amen. <laughs> but we got devils everywhere. And these devils are doing everything they can to cause problems. And let me tell you, we got devils in the church too. Come on. Come on. Amen. They get in your car and they come to church with you. You know, I, it came to me today. I was, and, I, and when it came to me, I told Angel, I said, you know, the devil's just like a snake. Just like a snake. You know, there has been times, I am sure, if the Lord would just let us look over our life and show us all the snakes, I'm talking about physical snakes, that we have been around and walked around and probably almost stepped on, we would probably be shocked as to how many snakes, physical snakes, that we have come in contact with in our physical life and didn't know it. You know why? Because if a snake is not moving, if it's not moving, and it, it's got that camouflage coating on its, on its skin. A snake can blend in the grass. It can blend in the trees. It can blend in the leaves. It can blend into its surrounding environment. And if it don't move. You know, I, I love to go deer hunting. I, I need to find me some land to go some deer hunting now. But I'm going to tell you, I love to go deer hunting. I get some of my best sermons in the deer stand. I'm going to tell you, that's a good place to go. If you want to talk to God, go climb a deer stand. I'm telling you. And sit up there and just talk to the Lord while you're hunting some deer. But as I have hunted deer through my life, I have learned one thing about deer. Brother Fernie, if they're not moving, I can't see them. If they're not, I can't see them. The color of a Georgia deer in the wintertime blends in with the surrounding atmosphere. It will blend into the woods. And if that deer don't move or blink, you can't see it. It's only when the deer steps out of the woods, steps out of the camouflage around it, that you will see that deer. And I'll tell you, I have been in, I've been hunting, I've been up in deer stands, and a big old buck would step out, and like he stepped out of nowhere. Just stepped out of nowhere. And there it was. Well, it was there the whole time, I just didn't see it. And, there, and so the devil's like that. He's camouflage. I mean, he wears camouflage, and he'll come in, and he'll be, be right beside you, and you don't even know he's there. Years and years ago, I told you about my, my youth camp days when Angel and I were, were doing youth camp. I was down in Junction City, Georgia. It's a place way out there between Macon and Columbus, out in the middle of nowhere. And I was, I was tired. I had to get away from the kids and the camp and all the pressure and stress that I was dealing with then. And I walked up through the town, and I found me a church. I always like to go to church when I want to just relax and talk to God. And, I, and the church was closed. It's in the middle of the week, and it's hot. I mean, it's hot down there in July. And so I just I sat down, and I leaned up against the back of the door of that church, and I, just, I took my glasses off, and I just sat there. And I'm just wiping the sweat off my face, and I'm just relaxing and talking to the Lord, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly. He says, to your right is a snake. I looked down, and sure enough, there it was. I jumped up. I jumped up. I started rebuking that snake. And the more I rebuked that snake, that snake started crawling away, getting away from me. If the Holy Spirit hadn't spoke to me, I could have gotten bitten. I don't know what kind it was, but it didn't look like the kind you want to play with. 
snake. It was black. I tell you that. It was a black snake. It was no green snake. It was no garden snake. Amen. <laughs> and we were down there in the area where they got moccasins and all that stuff. So it could have been a cottonmouth. I don't know what it was. All I know the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me because I was in danger. If it was a harmless snake, I don't think the Lord would have even spoke to me about it because it wouldn't do any harm. But the Lord spoke to me and I got up. Let me tell you something. We are surrounded by snakes all the time and we need the Lord to open our eyes so we can see what's going on around us. Amen. Because these demonic forces, they will get in your ear and they will start talking to you and they will start lying to you. They will start putting thoughts in your head, making you think that somebody's against you that's not even against you. Come on. Amen. They will. They will make they will make it they will make you think that co-workers at work are against you and they don't even know your name. Yeah. Come on. Amen. You think, I don't know why they don't like me, but they haven't met you. They don't even know your name. But the devil will just lie to you and he will he will just keep telling these lies and he will get into your family and he will cause all kind of family chaos and all kind of family drama. The devil loves drama. That's why I hate soap operas. I tell ladies all the time, don't watch that man. So I Angel, I tell Angel, don't be watching that, man. So I don't want to watch that. You can watch that. I got to leave. I ain't sitting here watching no soap opera with nobody. Amen. And I don't like drama. But the devil loves drama. And he will stir it up. So go back to me in verse 13 and Amplified. It says, therefore, putting on the complete armor of God so you may be able to successively resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground. Stand firm and hold your ground. Can you see it right there on the, on the screen? Stand firm and hold your ground. Okay? You know, we, that's what we got to do. Having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity and moral courage around your waist and having put on the breastplate of righteousness with an upright heart. So we've got to learn to stand our ground. We've got to put on the armor of God. We've got to be, listen, we learn to be wise. Jesus said be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. He's trying to tell us be wise to what the devil's tricks are. The devil is full of tricks and we need to learn to be wise and we need to learn to, de and to decipher what voices are we listening to? Because I'm going to tell you, the devil's always talking to you. He's always talking to you. It's absolutely a tragedy. How many of y'all saw this week uh, about the, the eight people that was killed in the concert? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it when I saw it on the news. I mean, of course, my heart broke. I'm like, I'm, you know, eight young people had to die for nothing. Uh, that big crowd just coming in and pressing in and, you know, and you could see them going past a security guard. And, and so there was no, no law enforcement in place. There was no barricades that, that they could not stop. And these people were literally being crushed against the weight of all this big crowd. And I thought to myself, well, what a tragedy. And they were talking about how the rapper, it was a rap concert, which is something I wouldn't understand anyways. So they did a rap concert. And, uh, and so they're just continually pressing in and pressing in and pressing in on these people. And I thought to myself, what a tragedy. And then yesterday, I saw pictures and images of this concert. You got something you want to add to that, sister? It was completely the rapper's fault. He would not, like, he refused to stop screaming. Neither did the 
Mm. Yeah. Wow. What you got, Blake? Mm. No concern for the living. But this is what I this is what I learned yesterday as I was watching this because it's all over TikTok, whatever that is, <laughs> and Facebook and and all that stuff, Instagram. It's all over the place. And they were showing pictures. They were showing images of his stage and his imagery of the music. Now, I don't know. I have never heard one of his songs. I couldn't tell you a thing he said in it. But I'm looking at the imagery, and it was totally demonic. And, it, and he had signs up saying, see you on the other side. And the stage was designed like, a, like a, some type of a portal that you would go through. It was all about death and going through a portal and going to the other side. That's what this whole concert was about. That's what his music was about. And unfortunately, eight souls died. And they said that the people, they, they said some people, they think they were the people where the crowd was actually hypnotized by all the things that were happening because there was a lot of spinning going around, you know, and that's how they hypnotize people with a lot of motion. And so they people were just hypnotized and they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and coming forth. What a tragedy. I want to tell you something. That is nothing but the devil at work. That's a nothing but the devil at work. That's all that is. Now, all the people heard the voices and that voices were saying, come closer, come closer, get in. Now, my understanding, though, is that that rapper had already been arrested two times for inciting his uh, followers or his listeners to break past barricades and just and just rush the concert. Apparently, this has already happened before. And so I tell you, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes because I think he's going to have to answer to the law now. Um, but it was a tragedy. But it just goes to show you the demonic at work amongst our young people. <laughs> The demonic at work in our country. You know, and the first thing that came to me is, look, all those people pressed up against one another. I don't see one mask. I didn't see nobody asking for a vaccine card. Come on. I didn't see nobody social distancing. Hello? I mean, they were just breaking all kind of things that they're trying to put on us and mandate on us, right? You, you can go do that, but you can't go to church. Amen. Let's move on from there. Come on. Amen. But it shows you the demonic at work. Now, this is all over uh, social media. You can dig into this, and I encourage you to do so. Look at that stuff and just see what the demonic at work. So the demons are at work in our country. They're at work amongst our young people, and they are trying to deceive, and people are listening to these spirits. They are listening. But you know, you and I are, are subject to these same spirits, and they get upon us sometimes, and they begin to lie to us and make us believe things that are not real, make us believe things that are happening. And we've got to learn to decide the, the difference. And I will tell you, uh, there's, there's times that I have to fight it too. There's times I have to fight it. And I'm like, what is going on? What is happening right now? When, especially when you feel like the whole world's against you. You ever feel that way? Feel like you are just all by yourself in the world and everybody's against you. There's sometimes even I feel that way. Come on, even, even, even I feel that way sometimes. And that's when we've got to press through. Press through and see what's really going on. This is why prayer is so important. This is why prayer is so important. And this is what we're talking about in these scriptures from, uh, from uh, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 12 and going all the way down to verse 18. Matter of fact, verse 18 says, And with all prayer and petition, this is right after he's talking about putting on the armor of God, you put on the armor of God to pray. 
And so he's talking about prayer. He's telling us that there is a demonic influence in the world and that we are fighting against wickedness in high places. We are fighting against devils in high places when we are, are living our life. It is so important for us to pray. And that's what prayer is all about. You know, and on, on Tuesdays, you know, uh, what y'all experience tonight is what we experience on Tuesday uh, at time. Is that not right, Sister Julia? I mean, when the Holy Ghost comes in and we start praising God and start having a good time in the Lord and, and, and prayers are being answered. And sometimes there's prophecies coming out. Amen. And matter of fact, I always like to ask, has anybody got a word from the Lord after we get done praying like that? Because the Lord speaks through all of us. Uh, and it's just amazing. But you know, those times are important. Those times are precious. And we need to be about learning how to pray and staying in prayer. Turn with me to the book of, of Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Now these are the same scriptures I went over with you last week and probably the week before that. But we're talking about different things along with these scriptures. In Ephesians chapter 6, looking at verse 22. I didn't cheat tonight. I didn't mark my. I didn't mark my Bible. Where am I at here? These are chapter five. I said six, but I meant five. Galatians chapter five, in verse twenty-two. It says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are of Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts." If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. So if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. So when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, of course, we're talking about the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the fruits of the Holy Ghost. This is the characteristics of God. These are the characteristics of God. It is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, the Amplified gives us a little bit more amplifying of the word and gives us definitions it says but the fruit of the spirit which is the results of his presence with us is love unselfish concern for others you know sunday we talk about agape that god is agape the, the love that gives the god is a love that gives it's a giving love it's a sacrificing love amen the same kind of sacrifice that you and i would do for our children as we sacrifice our lives in our livelihood for our children. That's what God is doing for the world. It's an unselfish concern for others. Joy, which is an inner peace, and then long-suffering is actually the word patience. Patience. Not the, not, not, listen, not the ability to wait. What this is talking about is how we act while we're waiting. How we act while we're waiting. Patience. Is anybody, do we have enough patience? Does anybody want to pray for patience tonight? I've always told growing up, don't ever pray for patience because you don't know, you don't want God to, to let you go through some things to teach you patience. You know, patience comes from experience. Amen. Just like faith comes from experience. Amen. So patience comes through that as well. And when we pray for patience, sometimes we'll walk through some things that will help us be patient. Amen. It's like when you go to uh, Wendy's and that little girl's got your order all messed up and you're in a hurry because you're already late for your appointment and, and she ain't 15 years old and you're about there screaming and, and, and raise all kind of cane on her and then you look at her and you realize that your granddaughter's older than her and then all of a sudden compassion hits you. You ever been there? You ever been there? 
Come on, I see them babies sometimes. I think, oh, Lord, that could be my baby's baby. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you think about those kind of things. We got to learn to be patient. But it's, it, what's important is how are we acting while we're waiting? Are we, are we fussing? Are we kicking the, kicking the floor? I mean, what are we doing? Are we biting our nails? Are we, are we full of anxiety and full of, of, of panic? I mean, how, how are we acting? What are we doing while we're waiting? So listen, we need the fruit of the Holy Spirit's patience to help us get through. That's what the long-suffering is all about. Amen. So gentleness, which is kindness and goodness. Now the word faith here means faithfulness. How I many of y'all know we need, to, we need to remain faithful? We need to remain faithful. Remain faithful in our place with God. Remain faithful to our call with God. Remain faithful in our, in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Remain faithful. This is so important. All of these things are the fruits or the characteristics or you could even say the personality of God Himself. This is who God is. And if you're going to walk with God, then honey, you've got to walk in this. You gotta walk in this. You gotta walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Listen, the fruit of love does not gossip about its neighbor. I got one, I got one that's right and one amen. Let me say that real loud for the folks that ain't here. All right. The fruit of love does not gossip. Come on. You don't gossip, period. No matter who it is. Amen. I like that, that. You ever heard? You ever heard that phone call from God? Raise your hand if you know the phone call from God. You know the song I'm talking about. If you don't know the phone call from God, Google it tonight. It will make you laugh. It'll make you laugh. And, and, and so the phone call from God. Man picks up the phone and he's talking to God. God's on the other line, and God says, and then God's getting on to him about his behavior. And he says, Lord, you're right. You're right. I won't talk about my neighbors no more, even if they ain't no good. Come on. We can't be gossiping about people even if they ain't no good. God knows it ain't no good. We ain't got to tell God that the neighbor ain't no good. God already knows. He probably agrees with you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's not the fruit of love. That's not the fruit of love. So the fruit of love does not gossip. Listen, the fruit of meekness does not care about title and position. You know, we talked about this about two weeks ago. When I was talking about the Jezebel spirit, always loves titles and positions. But got to have a title. I got to have a title. I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and I said, I noticed that on your roster that everybody in church is a pastor now. You got pastor of youth. You got pastor of music. You, got, you know what I'm talking about? You got assistant pastor, associate pastor, administrative pastor, the pastor that vacuums the floor. I guess he's a pastor of the vacuum. I, I mean, everybody got to have a title. Amen. Come on. I guess you would be the pastor of the cleaning crew around here. Praise the Lord. And Frankie, I saw you work in the vacuum, so you're the pastor of the vacuum cleaner. Uh, you know, everybody got to have a title. That's a spirit. Stay away from it. That's exactly what that is. Stay away from it. Ain't nothing but trouble. But that's, that's not meekness. Meekness don't care about a title or position. Meekness says, look, I will serve wherever there is an opportunity to serve. If i got to clean the toilet, come on, or sing a song behind the pulpit. Whatever God wants me to do. Amen? Amen? Amen. I will tell you something. I would much rather have the job of being the toilet cleaner of the church than I would be in the pastor of the church. Well, we got real quiet right there. Everybody done looked at me like I lost my mind. Oh, yeah. 
If I could only have the responsibilities that come with being the toilet cleaner of the church and I didn't have no other responsibilities on my soul, come on, I would trade in a minute. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm talking about, sister. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you would rather be the toilet cleaner of the church and be the one responsible crunching the numbers of the finances and being, she's responsible to God. Not only is she responsible to the pastor and responsible to the church, but honey, she got to stand before God and give an account for every dime, every nickel, every penny. Hello? Hello? I'm glad it's you and not me. Amen. I'll go back to my toilet cleaning. You can have that. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Don't ever desire to be a pastor of a church. You don't want to that kind of responsibility. Amen. But you know what? Wherever we find ourselves, we have got to learn to humble and be in meekness. Amen. The fruit of peace does not stir up trouble. Boy, it got real quiet right there too. Say that for the folks that ain't in church tonight. For all the folks who are not in church tonight, the, the fruit of peace does not stir up trouble. Amen? Come on. Listen, when I lay my head on my pillow, my wife will tell you she can count. Five, four, three, two, one. That's about how fast I fall asleep. Amen? Now, if I could just get the Lord to leave me alone and not wake me up at 3 a.m., I would be okay. But I can fall asleep that fast. You know why? Because I'm at peace with God. Ain't trying to hurt nobody. Ain't trying to rob nobody. Ain't trying to lie about nobody. I ain't trying to gossip about nobody. I just want peace with God. Amen? And you will find the ones that gossip and lie and stir up trouble. They will be the ones... They gotta take medication to go to sleep because they can't go to sleep. Amen. They'll be the ones in trouble. I'm telling you. So we gotta learn. These are the fruits of the spirit. Let me tell you something. Anything that talks against these things, any voices that you're hearing that is against the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God is the wrong voice. It's the wrong spirit. And when you hear something, rebuke it. You know you ain't gotta listen to it. Listen, when your phone rings and you realize that they're about to fill your eardrums with nothing but gossip, you know it's, it's okay to say, uh, uh, oh, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Honey, I love you, but my ears are not trash cans. And I listen, I love my pastor. You ain't going to talk about him like that. I got to go. Goodbye. Come on. So you got real quiet right there when I said talk about the pastor. Did y'all just realize that? <laughs> Come on. I know Brother Frankie's on my side. He told somebody, I love my pastor. Leave him alone. Amen. Anybody say, leave him alone. I love my pastor. He leave him alone. <laughs> but you know, we got to be that way about everybody. Our ears are not trash cans. Don't gossip to me. Tell, listen, if you want to talk to me, let's edify somebody. Amen. Everybody already knows the neighbor ain't no good. We don't have to talk about the neighbor ain't being no good. Everybody already knows. Let's talk about, let's get the neighbor saved. Let's find the good in the rattlesnake. Like I told you, Angel used to find the good in the rattlesnake. And yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's look at the good of people. Because there's some good in everybody. Amen? There's some good in everybody. We just got to, sometimes you got to look deep. But there's some good people. There's some good in everybody. You just got to find it. So the fruit of the devil, I'm going to give this to you and then we're going to close. The fruit of the devil is hate, depression, anxiety, and I put panic with that because panic, panic attacks and anxiety go hand in hand. 
no patience, rudeness, evil intentions, truth breakers. Devils can't keep promises. They truth breakers. Bully, y'all know y'all know any bullies? Devils are bullies. Anger, fits of rage. Y'all know anybody got an anger problem? Just fits of rage. And boy, when they get mad, they just you know anybody like that? Just like a volcano. Mm. Judgmental. Judgmental. Y'all don't know no judgmental people, do you? Because that's the fruit of the devil. Judgmental people. Judge not what Jesus said, lest you be judged. For what judgment you measure out will be measured right back to you. Amen? Jesus says it better not judge nobody. How about critical? You know anybody just critical all the time? Got a criticizing spirit. Criticize. Just always critical. Always criticizing. Amen? That's the fruits of the devil. That's not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's not the fruits of God. That's the fruits of the devil. So when you hear these things and you see these things, recognize, learn to recognize the demonic forces that's at, at play here. Amen? Amen. I'm going to tell you, you know, in marriage you got to deal with it. The devil talks to my wife all the time. All the time. I wonder why she's talking to him before she's talking to me. <laughs> I got one chuckle over there. Amen. Does anybody else think maybe their wife talked to the devil more than they talked yeah. to me? Yeah, you're Amen. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? In relationships with other people, when you have relationships, friendships, marriages, family, amen, amen. the devil will try to get right in the middle of all that and cause all kinds of problems. Oh, yeah. And we got to be careful. we got to be careful. Amen. It's like my wife used to tell me, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. I hate that. I can't stand to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to keep my look to myself, and I'm trying to be polite, but somehow my look and my hello didn't come across too good. You know what I'm saying? So it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I don't know who invented that. As a woman invented that saying, that's who it was. But I don't know why they came up with it, but I've been fine with that. You just said you didn't know that. <laughs> had to be a woman to come up with that. A man would have come up with that saying. Had to be a woman to come up with that saying. <laughs> you know, I'm meddling right now. I'm just doing a little meddling trying to get you to laugh. But you know what? It's serious, though, ain't it? It's serious. And we got to be careful. Be careful. This discern. It's called discerning of the Spirit. Discern who's talking to you. Discern who's talking to you. And then deal with it. Rebuke it, bind it, cast it out in the name of Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Yeah. Isn't God good? Amen. Holy Ghost are coming here and bless us tonight. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet and go to the Lord in prayer and close out. Father, we thank you tonight, God. Lord, we thank you tonight, and I ask you for one thing, Lord, and that is to teach us to learn to tell the difference between the voice of heaven and the voice of hell. Lord, that you would teach us to be very careful and to question everything we hear by the Word of God. Is, the, is what we're hearing, does it go through the filter of love? Does it go through the filter of patience? Does it go through the filter of kindness? God, teach us to weigh everything we hear and let it go through these filters of the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I pray for a discerning and gift of discernment that you would give to the body of Christ right here, that we will be able to recognize the evil when it comes into room, and that we will recognize the trickery of the devil when he attacks us in our personal lives and our, 
in our professional lives and in our friendships and in our marriages, God. Lord, help us to understand what is going on around us. And then remind us that we have the authority, God, and the power through your name to bind and to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. And devil, you are bound and you are rebuked from this body of Christ for every soul that's here tonight, every marriage that's here tonight, in the name of Jesus, right now, I bind your stronghold, I break your stronghold, and you are no longer allowed to deceive this group of people right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for going with us and walking with us and talking to us and teaching us your ways right now in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Um, forgot to take up the offering, so if you got an offering, bring it on. And give her both Dwayne on the cleaning on the cleaning process. Thank you so much. The house tonight, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've, um, we're just gonna touch on some things tonight. We're still talking about what spirit are you listening to? There's a lot of spirits out there in the world, you know, church. There's a lot of spirits out there. We gotta be careful what we're listening to. And how do you know all of us are subject to hearing the wrong spirit? Come on. Including the preacher. Amen. Oh, that was just was a, that was a weak amen. The whole church should have shouted right there on that one. Come on. I said, even the, even the preacher can hear the wrong spirit. Come on. Where wisdom comes in is discerning what spirit you're listening to. Ephesians chapter 6, looking at verse 12. We're looking at, we're looking at verse 12. Matter of fact, I've got the... Uh, let's see, go to verse 12 right there, huh? I believe that's the Amplified Bible that I wanted to come to you tonight with. As I'm looking at this, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I'm reading for the Amplified Bible. Save, save us some time. I know you got some King James. You can follow along with me. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers and against the powers, against the world's forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Amen. There it is in verse 12 right there on the screen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing in the house. God, open up our spirits and our minds, our ears to receive and to comprehend what does saith the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. 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 King James says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But I'm focusing in on the Amplified version of this tonight. It's for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggles are not with one another. Come on. Amen. Your enemy is not your pastor. And the pastor's enemy is not the church. Come on. Our enemy is the devil. That's the real enemy. You know, we have got to learn to look past the flesh and the blood and we got to learn to look at the spirit that's moving people and orchestrating things and talking and telling lies. Amen. Amen. You know, the devil's a liar. Amen. He's a liar. He he, all he does is tell lies. All he wants it all day long. That joker's lying when he's asleep. If he's asleep, I don't know if he's asleep, but I know when I'm asleep, the devil's still lying. Amen. Come on. I go step, I go one step further. The devil will get in your dreams and still lie to you. Amen. Come on. He's a liar. And, and, and we've got to realize that our struggles in life are not with one another. Your, your, listen, your mother-in-law is not your enemy. 
Come on. Amen. I heard a preacher one time, I always like to say it, I heard a preacher one time, he said, you can't go to heaven unless you love your mother-in-law. Half the church like to fell out. Amen. You got to love everybody. You got to love your mother-in-law too. Amen. But our struggles are not with one another. It is with the spirit world. We're contending only with the physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world's forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Paul was talking about the demons. He's talking about the demonic world. You know, a lot of, a lot of people don't realize how much we live in a demonic world. But there is demons all around us all the time. And evil is here and evil is moving and evil is doing things. You won't know what's going on in the world while the world's so crazy. It's because it's full of devils. We got devils everywhere. We got devils in the White House. You got devils in Congress. You got devils in the, listen, you got devils down at the governor's house. You got devils down at DMV. So that's a good place for a church to say amen right there. Because last time you've been to DMV. <laughs> but we got devils everywhere. And these devils are doing everything they can to cause problems. And let me tell you, we got devils in the church too. Come on. Come on. Amen. They get in your car and they come to church with you. You know, I, it came to me today. I was, and, I, and when it came to me, I told Angel, I said, you know, the devil is just like a snake. Just like a snake. You know, there has been times, I am sure, if the Lord would just let us look over our life and show us all the snakes, I'm talking about physical snakes, that we have been around and walked around and probably almost stepped on, we would probably be shocked as to how many snakes, physical snakes, that we have come in contact with in our physical life and didn't know it. You know why? Because if a snake is not moving, if it's not moving, and it, it's got that camouflage coating on its, on its skin. A snake can blend into grass. It can blend into trees. It can blend into leaves. It can blend into its surrounding environment. And if it don't move. You know, I, I love to go deer hunting. I, I need to find me some land to go some deer hunting now. But I'm going to tell you, I love to go deer hunting. I get some of my best sermons in the deer stand. I'm going to tell you, that's a good place to go. If you want to you talk to God, go climb a deer stand. I'm telling you. And sit up there and just talk to the Lord while you're hunting some deer. But as I have hunted deer through my life, I have learned one thing about deer. Brother Frankie, if they're not moving, I can't see them. If they're not, I can't see them. The color of a Georgia deer in the wintertime blends in with the surrounding atmosphere. It will blend into the woods. And if that deer don't move or blink, you can't see it. It's only when the deer steps out of the woods, steps out of the camouflage around it, that you will see that deer. And I'll tell you, I have been in, I've been hunting, I've been up in deer stands, and a big old buck would step out, and I'm like, he stepped out of nowhere. Just stepped out of nowhere. And there it was. Well, it was there the whole time, I just didn't see it. And, there, and so the devil's like that. He's camouflage. I mean, he wears camouflage and he'll come in and he'll be, he'll be right beside you and you don't even know he's there. Years and years ago, I told you about my, my youth camp days when Angel and I were, were doing youth camp. I was down in Junction City, Georgia. It's a place way out there between Macon and Columbus, out in the middle of nowhere. And I was, I was tired. I had to get away from the kids and the camp and all the pressure and stress that I was dealing with then. And I walked up through the town and I found me a church. I always like to go to church when I want to just relax and talk to God. 
And, I, and the church was closed. It's in the middle of the week, and it's hot. I mean, it's hot down there in July. And so I just I sat down and I leaned up against the back of the door of that church, and I just I took my glasses off, and I just sat there, and I'm just wiping the sweat off my face, and I'm just relaxing and talking to the Lord. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly. He says, "To your right is a snake." I looked down, and sure enough, there it was. I jumped up. I jumped up. I started rebuking that snake. And the more I rebuked that snake, that snake started crawling away, getting away from me. If the Holy Spirit hadn't spoke to me, I could have gotten bitten. I don't know what kind it was, but it didn't look like the kind you want to play with. It was black. I tell you that. It was a black snake. It was no green snake. It was no garden snake. Amen. And we were down there in the area where they got moccasins and all that stuff. So it could have been a cottonmouth. I don't know what it was. All I know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me because I was in danger. If it was a harmless snake, I don't think the Lord would even spoke to me about it because it wouldn't do any harm. But the Lord spoke to me and I got up. Let me tell you something. We are surrounded by snakes all the time and we need the Lord to open our eyes so we can see what's going on around us. Amen. Because these demonic forces, they will get in your ear and they will start talking to you and they will start lying to you. They will start putting thoughts in your head, making you think that somebody's against you that's not even against you. Come on. Amen. They will. They will, make, they, will make it, they will make you think that co-workers at work are against you and they don't even know your name. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Amen. You think, I don't know why they don't like me, but they had not met you. They don't even know your name. But the devil will just lie to you and he will, he will just keep telling these lies and he will get into your family and he will cause all kind of family chaos and all kind of family drama. The devil loves drama. That's why I hate soap operas. I tell ladies all the time, don't watch that man. So I t- Angel, I tell Angel, don't be watching that, man. So I don't want to watch that. You can watch that. I got to leave. I ain't sitting here watching no soap opera with nobody. Amen. And I don't like drama. But the devil loves drama. And he will stir it up. So go back to me in verse 13 and amplify it. It says, therefore, putting on the complete armor of God so you may be able to successively resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground. Stand firm and hold your ground. Can you see it right there on the, on the screen? Stand firm and hold your ground. Okay? You know, we, that's what we got to do. Have, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity and moral courage around your waist and having put on the breastplate of righteousness with an upright heart. So we've got to learn to stand our ground. We've got to put on the armor of God. We've got to be, listen, we've learned to be wise. Jesus said be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. He's trying to tell us be wise to what the devil's tricks are. The devil is full of tricks and we need to learn to be wise and we need to learn to, de- and to decipher what voices are we listening to? Because I'm going to tell you, the devil's always talking to you. He's always talking to you. It's absolutely a tragedy. How many of y'all saw this week uh, about the, the eight people that was killed in the concert? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it when I saw it on the news. I mean, of course, my heart broke. I'm like, you know, eight young people had to die for nothing. 
uh, that big crowd is coming in and pressing in, and you know, and you could see them going past a security guard, and and so there was no no law enforcement in place. There was no barricades that that they could not stop. And these people were literally being crushed against the weight of all this big crowd. And I thought to myself, well, what a tragedy. And they were talking about how the rapper, it was a rap concert, which is something I wouldn't understand anyways. So they, they, they did a rap concert. And, uh, and so they're just continually pressing in and pressing in and pressing in on these people. And I thought to myself, what a tragedy. And then yesterday, I saw pictures and images of this concert. You got something you want to add to that, sister? Mm. Yeah. Wow. What you got, Blake? The rapper actually saw a dead body while it was being carried by people up to the front. And then later on, a news source said that rap concert, he just went to like a game arcade without guns. No concern for the living. But this is what I I learned yesterday as I was watching this. Because it's all over TikTok. Whatever that is, <laughs> and Facebook and and all that stuff, Instagram, it's all over the place. And they were showing pictures, they were showing images of his stage and his imagery of the music. Now, I don't know, I have never heard one of his songs, I couldn't tell you a thing he said in it. But I'm looking at the imagery and it was totally demonic. And, it, and he had signs up saying, see you on the other side. And the stage was designed like, a, like a, some type of a portal that you would go through. It was all about death and going through a portal and going to the other side. That's what this whole concert was about. That's what his music was about. And unfortunately, eight souls died. And they said that the people, they, they said some people, they think they were the people where the crowd was actually hypnotized by all the things that were happening because there was a lot of spinning going around. You know, and that's how they hypnotize people, a lot of motion. And so they believe people were just hypnotized and they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and coming forth. What a tragedy. I want to tell you something. That is nothing but the devil at work. That's a nothing but the devil at work. That's all that is. Now all the people heard the voices and that voices were saying, come closer, come closer, get in. Now my understanding though is that that rapper had already been arrested two times for inciting his uh, followers or his listeners to break past barricades and just, and just rush the concert. Apparently this has already happened before. And so I tell you, I, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes because I think he's going to have to answer to the law now. Um, but it was a tragedy. But it just goes to show you the demonic at work amongst our young people. The demonic at work in our country. You know, and the first thing that came to me is, look, all those people pressed up against one another. I don't see one mask. I didn't see nobody asking for a vaccine card. Come on. I didn't see nobody social distancing. Hello? I mean, they were just breaking all kind of things that they're trying to put on us and mandate on us, right? You, you can go do that, but you can't go to church. Amen. Let's move on from there. Come on. Amen. But it shows you the demonic at work. Now, this is all over uh, social media. You can dig into this, and I encourage you to do so. Look at that stuff and just see what the demonic at work. So the demons are at work in our country. They're at work amongst our young people, and they are trying to deceive, and people are listening to these spirits. They are listening. But you know, you and I are, are subject to these same spirits and they get upon us sometimes and they begin to lie to us and make us believe things that are not real, make us believe things that are happening. 
And we've got to learn to decide the, the difference. And I will tell you, uh, there's, there's times that I have to fight it too. There's times I have to fight it. And I'm like, what is going on? What is happening right now? When, especially when you feel like the whole world's against you. You ever feel that way? Feel like you are just all by yourself in the world and everybody's against you. There's sometimes even I feel that way. Come on, even, even, even I feel that way sometimes. And that's when we got to press through. Press through and see what's really going on. This is why prayer is so important. This is why prayer is so important. And this is what we're talking about in these scriptures from, uh, from uh, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 12 and going all the way down to verse 18. Matter of fact, verse 18 says, And with all prayer and petition, this is right after he's talking about putting on the armor of God, you put on the armor of God to pray. And so he's talking about prayer. He's telling us that there is a demonic influence in the world and that we are fighting against wickedness in high places. We are fighting against devils in high places when we are are living our life. It is so important for us to pray. And that's what prayer is all about. You know, and on on Tuesdays, you know, uh, what y'all experience tonight is what we experience on Tuesday. Uh, at time, is that not right, Sister Julia? I mean, when the Holy Ghost comes in and we start praising God and start having a good time in the Lord and, and, and prayers are being answered and sometimes there's prophecies coming out, amen? And matter of fact, I always like to ask, has anybody got a word from the Lord after we get done praying like that? Because the Lord speaks through all of us. Uh, and it's just amazing. But you know, those times are important. Those times are precious. And we need to be about learning how to pray and staying in prayer. Turn with me to the book of uh, Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Now these are the same scriptures I went over with you last week and probably the week before that. But we're talking about different things along with these scriptures. In Ephesians chapter 6, looking at verse 22. I didn't cheat tonight. I didn't mark my, I didn't mark my Bible. Where am I at here? These are chapter 5. I said 6, but I meant 5. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are of Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. So if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. So when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, of course, we're talking about the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the fruits of the Holy Ghost. This is the characteristics of God. These are the characteristics of God. It is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, the Amplified gives us a little bit more amplifying of the Word and gives us definitions. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, which is the results of His presence with us, is love unselfish concern for others. You know, Sunday we talk about agape. That God is agape. The the love that gives. The God is a love that gives. It's a giving love. It's a sacrificing love. Amen. The same kind of sacrifice that you and I would do for our children as we sacrifice our lives and our livelihood for our children. That's what God is doing for the world. It's an unselfish concern for others. Joy, which is an inner peace, and then long-suffering is actually the word patience. Patience. Not the, not, not, no, this is the, not the ability to wait. What this is talking about is how we act while we're waiting. How we act while we're waiting. Patience. Is anybody, do we have enough patience? Does anybody want to pray for patience tonight? 
I've always told growing up, don't ever pray for patience because you don't know, you don't want God to, to let you go through some things to teach you patience. You know, patience comes from experience. Amen. Just like faith comes from experience. Amen. So patience comes through that as well. And when we pray for patience, sometimes we'll walk through some things that will help us be patient. Amen. It's like when you go to uh, Wendy's and that little girl's got your order all messed up and you're in a hurry because you're already late for your appointment and, and she ain't 15 years old and you're about there screaming and, and, and raise all kind of cane on her and then you look at her and you realize that your granddaughter's older than her and then all of a sudden compassion hits you. You ever been there? You ever been there? Come on, I see them babies sometimes. I'm like, oh, Lord, that could be my baby's baby. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you think about those kind of things. We've got to learn to be patient. But it's, it, what's important is how are we acting while we're waiting? Are we, are we fussing? Are we kicking the, kicking the floor? I mean, what are we doing? Are we biting our nails? Are we, are we full of anxiety and full of, of, of panic? I mean, how, how are we acting? What are we doing while we're waiting? So listen, we need the fruit of the Holy Spirit's patience. To help us get through. That's what the long suffering is all about. Amen. So gentleness, which is kindness and goodness. Now the word faith here means faithfulness. I mean, y'all know we need, to, we need to remain faithful. We need to remain faithful. Remain faithful in our place with God. Remain faithful to our call with God. Remain faithful in our, in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Remain faithful. This is so important. All of these things are the fruits of or the characteristics, or you could even say the personality of God Himself. This is who God is. And if you're going to walk with God, then honey, you got to walk in this. you got to walk in this. you got to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Listen, the fruit of love does not gossip about its neighbor. Amen. i got one. I got one that's right and one amen. <laughs> Let me say that real loud for the folks that ain't here. Alright. The fruit of love does not gossip. Come on. You don't gossip, period. No matter who it is. Amen. Amen. I like that. that you, ever heard, you ever heard that phone call from God? Raise your hand if you know the phone call from God. You know the song I'm talking about. If you don't know the phone call from God, Google it tonight. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you laugh. And, and, and so the phone call from God, man picks up the phone and he's talking to God. God's on the other line. And, God says, and God's getting on to him about his behavior. And he says, Lord, you're right. You're right. I won't talk about my neighbors no more even if they ain't no good. Come on. We can't be gossiping about people even if they ain't no good. God knows it ain't no good. We ain't got to tell God that the neighbor ain't no good. God already knows. He probably agrees with you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's not the fruit of love. That's not the fruit of love. So the fruit of love does not gossip. Listen, the fruit of meekness does not care about title and position. You know, we talked about this about two weeks ago. When I was talking about the Jezebel spirit, always loves titles and positions. But got to have a title. I got to have a title. I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and I said, I noticed that on your roster that everybody in church is a pastor now. You got pastor of youth. You got pastor of music. You, got, you know what I'm talking about? You got assistant pastor, associate pastor, administrative pastor, the pastor that vacuums the floor. I guess he's a pastor of the vacuum. I, I mean, everybody got to have a title. Amen. Come on. I guess you would be the pastor of the cleaning crew around here. Praise the Lord. And Frankie, I saw you work in the vacuum, so you're the pastor of the vacuum cleaner. Uh, you know, everybody got to have a title. 
That's a spirit. Stay away from it. That's exactly what that is. Stay away from it. Ain't nothing but trouble. But that's, that's not meekness. Meekness don't care about a title or position. Meekness says, look, I will serve wherever there is an opportunity to serve. If i got to clean the toilet, come on, or sing a song behind the pulpit. Whatever God wants me to do. Amen? Amen? I will tell you something. I would much rather have the job of being the toilet cleaner of the church than I would be in the pastor of the church. Well, we got real quiet right there. Everybody looked at me like I lost my mind. Oh, yeah. If I could only have the responsibilities that come with being the toilet cleaner of the church, and I didn't have no other responsibilities on my soul, come on, I would trade in a minute. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm talking about, sister. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you would rather be the toilet cleaner of the church and be the one responsible of crunching the numbers of the finances and being, she's responsible to God. Not only is she responsible to the pastor and responsible to the church, but honey, she got to stand before God and give an account for every dime, every nickel, every penny. Hello? Hello? I'm glad it's you and not me. Amen. I'll go back to my toilet cleaning. You can have that. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Don't ever desire to be a pastor of a church. You don't want to want that kind of responsibility. Amen. But you know what? Wherever we find ourselves, we have got to learn to humble and be in meekness. Amen. The fruit of peace does not stir up trouble. Boy, it got real quiet right there too. Say that for the folks that ain't in church tonight. For all the folks who are not in church tonight, the, the fruit of peace does not stir up trouble. Amen? Come on. Listen, when I lay my head on my pillow, my wife will tell you she can count. Five, four, three, two, one. That's about how fast I fall asleep. Amen? Now, if I could just get the Lord to leave me alone and not wake me up at 3 a.m., I would be okay. But I can fall asleep that fast. You know why? Because I'm at peace with God. Ain't trying to hurt nobody. Ain't trying to rob nobody. Ain't trying to lie about nobody. I ain't trying to gossip about nobody. I just, I just want peace with God. Amen. 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 And you will find the ones that gossip and lie and stir up trouble. They will be the ones that got to take medication to go to sleep because they can't go to sleep. Amen. They'll be the ones in trouble. I'm telling you. So we got to learn. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Let me tell you something. Anything that talks against these things, any voices that you're hearing that is against the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God is the wrong voice. It's the wrong spirit. And when you hear something, rebuke it. You know, you ain't got to listen to it. Listen, when your phone rings and you realize that they're about to fill your eardrums with nothing but gossip, you know it's, it's okay to say, uh, uh, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Honey, I love you. But my ears are not trash cans. And I listen, I love my pastor. You ain't going to talk about him like that. I got to go. Goodbye. Come on. So you got real quiet right there when I said talk about the pastor. Did y'all just realize that? <laughs> Come on. I know Brother Frankie's on my side. He told somebody, I love my pastor. Leave him alone. Amen. Ain't what you say? Leave him alone. I love my pastor. He leave him alone. <laughs> But you know, we got to be that way about everybody. Our ears are not trash cans. Don't gossip to me. Listen, if you want to talk to me, let's edify somebody. Amen. 
Everybody already knows the neighbor ain't no good. We don't have to talk about the neighbor ain't being no good. Everybody already knows. Let's talk about, let's get the neighbor saved. Let's find the good in the rattlesnake. Like I told you, Angel used to find the good in the rattlesnake. And yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's look at the good of people. Because there's some good in everybody. Amen? There's some good in everybody. We just got to, sometimes you got to look deep. But there's some good people. There's some good in everybody. He's got to find it. So the fruit of the devil, I'm going to give this to you and then we're going to close. The fruit of the devil is hate, depression, anxiety, and I put panic with that because panic, panic attacks and anxiety go hand in hand. No patience, rudeness, evil intentions, truth breakers. Devils can't keep promises. They're truth breakers. Bully, y'all know, y'all know any bullies? Devils are bullies. Anger, fits of rage. Y'all know anybody got an anger problem? Just fits of rage. I'm when they get mad, they just. You know anybody like that? Just like a volcano. Mm. Judgmental, judgmental. Y'all don't know no judgmental people, do you? Because that's the fruit of the devil. Judgmental people. Judge not what Jesus said, lest you be judged. For what judgment you measure out will be measured right back to you. Amen. Jesus says it better not judge nobody. How about critical? You know anybody just critical all the time? Got a criticizing spirit. Criticize, just always critical, always criticizing. Amen? That's the fruits of the devil. That's not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's not the fruits of God. That's the fruits of the devil. So when you hear these things and you see these things, recognize, learn to recognize there's demonic forces that's at, at play here. Amen? Amen. I don't tell you. You know, in marriage, you got to deal with it. Devil talks to my wife all the time. All the time. I wonder why she's talking to him before she's talking to me. <laughs> I got one chuckle over there. Amen. Does anybody else think maybe their wife talked to the devil more than they talked yeah. to me? Amen. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? In relationships with other people, when you have relationships, friendships, marriages, Family. Amen. Amen. The devil will try to get right in the middle of all that and cause all kind of problems. And we got to be careful. We got to be careful. Amen. It's like my wife used to tell me, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. I hate that. I can't stand to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to keep my look to myself and I'm trying to be polite, but somehow my look and my... Hello didn't come across too good. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so it's not what you say, it's, it's how you say it. I don't know who invented that. As a woman invented that saying, that's what it was. But I don't know why they came up with it. I've been fine with that. You just said you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be a woman come up with that. A man would have come up with that saying. Had to be a woman come up with that saying. <laughs> you know, I'm meddling right now. I'm just doing a little meddling trying to get you to laugh. But you know what? It's serious, though, ain't it? It's serious. And we got to be careful. Be careful. This discern, it's called discerning of the Spirit. Discern who's talking to you. Discern who's talking to you. And then deal with it. Rebuke it, bind it, cast it out in the name of Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Yeah. Isn't God good? Amen. Holy Ghost that came in here and bless us tonight. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet and go to the Lord in prayer and close out. Father, we thank you tonight, God. Lord, we thank you tonight, and I ask you for one thing, Lord, and that is to teach us to learn to tell the difference between the voice of heaven and the voice of hell. Lord, that you would teach us to be very careful 
and to question everything we hear by the Word of God. Is, the, is what we're hearing, does it go through the filter of love? Does it go through the filter of patience? Does it go through the filter of kindness? God, teach us to weigh everything we hear and let it go through these filters of the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I pray for a discerning and gift of discernment that you would give to the body of Christ right here, that we will be able to recognize the evil when it comes into room, and that we will recognize the trickery of the devil when he attacks us in our personal lives, in our, in our professional lives, and in our friendships, and in our marriages, God. Lord, help us to understand what is going on around us. And then remind us that we have the authority, God, and the power through your name to bind and to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. And devil, you are bound and you are rebuked from this body of Christ for every soul that's here tonight, every marriage that's here tonight, in the name of Jesus, right now, I bind your stronghold, I break your stronghold, and you are no longer allowed to deceive this group of people right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for going with us and walking with us and talking to us and teaching us your ways right now in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. amen. Um, forgot to take up the offering, so if you got an offering, bring it on and give her both Dwayne on the cleaning on the cleaning process. Thank you so much.